0: We're counting down to
1: almost seven o'clock. Are you getting Cassie? Can you hear me?
2: Yes. Can you hear me? Sorry, Sorry. Yes. can you hear me?
1: No, you're
0: good. Is the music too loud on your end? Um,
2: uh, I actually can't hear any music.
0: You know what? It's interesting because I typically don't even start off with that music. I always have some other funky stuff, but I was just testing that out, <laughs> so I just decided <laughs> to play that. Uh, Reagan, can you hear me?
3: I can hear you. Can you?
0: Am I too loud?
2: No, you're perfect. I just, I just can't hear any music. I just heard your voice though.
0: You can't hear any music, really? No. That's interesting. All right, because I'm playing some background music and. Uh, uh, Cassie,
2: can you hear it? Is Cassie on? I don't so think so. I'm gonna I think it's say just, it again. I just see from my end, because I ended up doing it on my phone, um, and I just see the two of us in the call. Okay, no worries.
0: Um, I'm going to play some more music, but for those persons who are joining us, I see that we have a few listeners already online, and so welcome to the Healing of the Heart podcast. We're really excited to have you. It looks like Cassie oh, Cassie's on. Oh, Thanks for Cassie. Cassie, you are. Just send her to the live studio.
1: Uh,
0: so we're waiting for Cassie to log in. It seems like she's logged in, but I'm not able to hear her on audio, so we're going to wait for her to say something. Um, welcome to those persons who are, on um, Cassie just wrote in said hi. Okay, great. Cassie, can you say hi so we can hear you? Oh, sorry. Can you mic? Hello,
3: <laughs> Awesome. Hello. Okay, and am I echoing? Sorry, can you hear me now? Yes. Hi. Oh, okay. Hello. How <laughs> are you? So how are you, girl?
0: Good. I was asking, am I echoing?
3: you are a little bit okay how about now it's better that's now. better
0: oh <laughs> awesome awesome yeah, so um typically you know um, i usually kind of uh play some music a little bit because some persons um, usually join us you know little by little so you know i play some contemporary stuff and um Give persons maybe one or two or three minutes to you know join and kind of give you a chance to kind of you know warm up too, if you will. So I'm going to play a little bit of funky stuff that I like to play. Other listeners, they you know Cass, you've listened to my podcast before. You know the kind of stuff I play. I yes. think this will be Reagan's first time. Um, but I'm going to play something um, called it's a song. Um, I love this guy's voice and I always forget his name. It's such a shame, but I love his voice. He's African American and um, he's young. He's in his early 20s and this song that says, I'm gonna lean on you," I can't even try to do it. Plus with my voice, I'm not even gonna try, but I'm gonna play the song because I like it. So here we go. Mm-hmm. And while I'm playing, I'm gonna grab some tea. You can do the same. to sing, too. Welcome to Healing Up the Heart Podcast. Um, his name is Chandler Moore. That's his name. I did not look it up, I promise. I just happen to remember because I love his voice so much, but I love this song. Um, Cassie and Regan, how are you feeling out there?
3: I'm feeling
2: good. I'm feeling good.
3: a little nervous, I guess. <laughs>
2: I'm feeling good. I'm a, I'm definitely a little nervous as well, but, you know, once we get to talking, I feel like it just flows. <laughs> you said you feel a little nervous? Yes, but once you get to talking, it kind of just flows. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I'm just making sure we're just doing sound. We're not doing... Um, like, we're not visual right now, right? Or we're not going through- We're not visual right now. I mean, to be honest with you, this is my first time trying to be visual. I, mean, I do
0: have the capabilities for it. But you know what? I think we are visual. I just don't know that we are. Does that make sense or not? Because I do have the capabilities for it when I set up this podcast. Um, my video camera is open. I think you guys have the tripod's open, too. So, um, not so much on your end as it is um, on. Well, no, yes, on all ends, but I haven't set up to be, so we'll see how this turns out because I'm not really sure. So okay. I have to tell you that I'm just going with the flow on that tonight. Oh
3: yeah, we don't have to. I was that's what, that's fine. This is fine. I was I'm just making it. sure it was right on my end. <laughs> all right, so it's seven oh six. And you know, I'm gonna pause the music, which I typically do.
0: You know, I'm listening to myself, and um, I sound weird in my voice, and I'm echoing too. So. I sound really weird with my voice. And I think I always to the listeners, some persons already know that um, about a month ago, I had um, a partial thyroidectomy. And so I had to like lose one of my thyroid glands. And so it really does alter, you know, how you sound, it, it alters your sound. And typically, when I start this podcast, I always kind of um, chime in singing. And I, I, I don't get to do that this time, which kind of makes me feel sad. But that's life, you know, I have to take that out because it was... 50% chance cancerous, so I couldn't take that chance, so I had to take it out. Um, So if I talk and I pause a little bit tonight, bear with me, but I'm so excited to be back. Um, I noticed that the last time I did a podcast was like around March 12th, and shortly thereafter, I had to do surgery and I've been recovering. I'm fully back in the last week and a half, two weeks, and I'm really happy to be back. And so welcome to um, episode number 14. Can you believe it? Yep, it's episode number 14. And tonight, um, well, this evening, not, not yet, but we have we have two amazing, amazing young adults on the podcast. And I'm, you know, every time I do a podcast, I say, "Oh man, this is like the best podcast." I'm going to say it again because I really feel that way. And you know, honestly, I can't take a lot of credit for this happening. At least this episode, I really have to give all the credit to Cassie and Reagan um, because they were very instrumental. I remember. And Cassie said, you know, we should do a podcast. I'm like, really? (laughs) Really? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. We should do it. And I said, you know what? There's another person who talks just like you. And I said, I think it'll be amazing. Let's see what happens. And so this is how this podcast came together. I had really had nothing much to do with it and i know it just warms my heart to have both of them on tonight um we're going to learn a lot from them Um, i'm always learning from them um i'm always in a position to learn so tonight you know i'm hoping that you know you will learn a lot from them too um and we're gonna have fun too we're not gonna have you know just like this you know humdrum kind of deal which we never do on this podcast we always have fun so i'm gonna pause again here and i'm gonna play finish playing that song when i get back I'm going to kind of introduce myself, although I've been talking so much already, but I'm going to introduce myself for those who maybe join the podcast for the first time. And yes, I'm from the Caribbean too, and I talk fast. I can, so I'm going to slow it down just a little. And by the way, Cassie, uh, already, I was feeling a little bit nervous too. Can you believe that? really yeah I was I said to myself why am I getting worked up I'm like oh my gosh I've done this quite a few times by now I've had I've had other guests on the podcast but like I don't Uh know why maybe because it's such an important topic not like others aren't but it's really really special to have both of you on and yeah I think that has a lot to do with why my nerves are a little bit kind of you know working up a little bit but let's finish playing a little bit of um, and we're going to get back and then I'm introduce myself formally if you will and then we gonna introduce both of you how does that sound we're gonna have fun, okay? Remember, that's what it's about.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like this guy's voice. Did I say that already? Yes, I did. I really do. He has a nice voice. I love his voice. Very raspy. He's young too. Very young guy. You should look him up. Chandler Moore. Very talented. He plays Chandler all Moore. kinds of instruments. And Reagan, oh.
2: did you play instruments too? I did. I played the violin, I played the baritone, and I played the saxophone. Oh, my god! See? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. They were all very fun, but the saxophone was my favorite out of the three. I, that's what
3: stood out to me. I know I love the sound of
2: saxophone. Yes, and it's just, when you play it, I don't know, you can feel, like, It's different than the violin or the baritone, like, because you can kind of feel the vibrations a little bit more when you're playing, and you get to play a lot of like the fun melodies. So it's really fun. I love
3: that. I love that song.
0: All right, time to get started. We're trying to continue. So, as I said before, I'm happy to be here. I feel kind of weird a little bit being out for about a month. I'm doing a podcast. It's so like I have to get back into so, swing. Even I was like putting all the equipment together. I was like, "Oh, where does this go? Where does that go? Make sure the mine works." <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad to have Keisha Hayley with Healing Repair Podcast. I am. Let's see. Quite a few things. Um, the number one thing I like to say is that I'm a wife and a mom. I like these two roles a lot. Um, I've grown into them, to be honest. Right? If you listen to this podcast, any at all, you know that's true. Uh, one thing I hate to be is pretentious, that's not one of my qualities. Sometimes I love it too much. But I have a wife and a mom. and. If you know, equally important, and as for the show, I am a licensed uh, clinical social worker therapist, and I uh, practice here in uh, Green Acres, Florida, and Boca Raton, and actually throughout the state, actually, right? And so I have grown very fond of uh, New Beginning Healing Institute, which is my primary practice. And from doing this work, I've been practicing for 17, 18 years, and I don't know, in the last five years, I've gone to private practice, and I seem to really love that a whole lot more. I've met a whole lot of, you know, really beautiful women and men, I would like to mention that. And um, you're probably wondering how this podcast got started. Um, yeah, the last year, um, I, you know, published my first book titled uh, Healing of the Heart, which is the name of the podcast. And um, that's how this podcast came. I'm um, really, you know, if I were to summarize this book, and Cassie, I might ask you to reflect on what's your favorite poem in that book. I forgot to mention it, I'd ask you, but I'm going to put you on the spot later on. But anyway. <laughs> Okay. Um <laughs> I um that's uh, Healing of the Hard the podcast. And if I were to summarize what this book is about, um, that really, you know, spawned this podcast, I would say that it's a book that talks about the formation of the self. Okay, and the formation of the self influenced by you know, environments um by caregivers, by authority figures, by you know, objects, physical and um, you know, inanimate objects in our lives, and you know, how the shaping of all of those things really impact one's self-esteem and view of themselves and the world. And so Healing of the Heart book then is a prose and poetry workbook um that reflects all of those elements or themes and It helps women, basically, because I really do focus book on women. It really allows persons to engage the content and then just make a decision about what they decide to do. And so that's Feeling of the Heart um, book. And I love it a lot. And this is a good time to tell you that it's finally on Amazon. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's get into the show. So that's who I am. So I'm going to pause right here and um, allow Cassie and Reagan to introduce themselves. And after they do that, i will go a little bit more into what this podcast is and what it's not. How about that? Let's go.
3: Yes. Do you want to go great. first, Regan? Sure, I'll go first.
2: <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Reagan Shepard, and I am in my senior year at the University of Florida studying journalism, sports, and media. I grew up moving around a lot as a child. My dad played football in the NFL, so I was constantly on the go. So I got used to kind of you know, getting comfortable, but then moving and then getting comfortable again. So traveling is definitely something that I aspire to incorporate into my life when I grow and have a career. But yeah, my ultimate goal with my journalism major is to have a talk show and create a space to where we can talk about important topics and just have healthy conversation because I feel like that's something that kids should see a lot growing up and you know, healthy conversation between adults and just growing individuals. And so this is perfect because <laughs> being on the podcast, because this is definitely something that I'm passionate about, just creating spaces where you can converse and share your ideas and opinions in a healthy way, even if you don't always agree. So I'm very, very happy to be here. And thank you again, Keisha, for having me.
0: Oh, wow. So we're gonna do this
2: right here. <laughs> yes, right here. right here. <laughs> Clackpool right now.
0: Clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it! <laughs> oh, I can't wait for us to keep talking. Thank you so much, Reagan. I could never have introduced you
3: it that way. That's why I love that you've your introduction. I love it. So, with that, Cassie, oh. it's your turn. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Cassie. Um, I was born here in South Florida. I'm 28 years old. Um, I grew up down here. I attended public schools. Um, I completed my associate degree at FAU. And um, that was a lot for me, and I kind of did things backwards. So I completed my associate there, and I decided to go to Broward College to um, finish my bachelor degree in education. So I have a degree in exceptional student education, K-12. And I loved it there. It was more my speed and like it it all worked out. So I, I went the opposite way. Most people I think go to like a college and then university, but I did the opposite. I was, I feel younger and influenced by everyone. So I just thought the right thing to do was go to this university. And I didn't have any background or my own thoughts. So it was like, that's the path I took, but, it ended up working out because I loved it at Broward. Um, and right now I'm actually, well, I graduated December of 2021. I love teaching, that's, that is fully my passion, but I decided not to go right into teaching um, when I graduated because I, just the state of education right now, and it's <laughs> not <laughs> so, there is so much to say about that, but with what I wanna do and the impact I wanna have on like kids, I feel I can do more of that outside of like a brick and mortar school. Um, yeah, I feel I can do more of that and have more resources um, without like working the full space and all that. So right now I'm just working in hospitality, um, working on my work model, again. Right. I love the music, I just love the creative, so I to just um, build myself and
1: hopefully find my way back to children and i to begin to get to
0: well. well, thank you nice I wish you could see my face I have to look on that
3: you're breaking up a bit, I don't know what was? That? I can't quite hear you.
2: Yeah, we can't hear you
0: that well. No. How about now?
2: It's just super staticky in the back, and kind of like like a lot of background noise. It sounds like.
0: How about now? It's better. Much better. Okay. Very good. Excellent. So I thank both of you for um, your introductions, and um, I see we have quite a few. We have seven persons on they're listening or four four listeners on right now I can't tell I never can tell and I never look at that and so you shouldn't be looking at that either okay <laughs> just don't even look at it just have fun mm-hmm. all right so you know I promise to share you know about what this podcast is and what it's not and it's you know as a therapist it's always important to um you know create a space of safety and this podcast is no different I do this every single episode because it's so important right one of our code of ethics and so you know, on this podcast, you know, we talk about a lot of sensitive things, just like the book, Healing of the Heart. That's a very, you know, I've heard a lot of comments about that book. <laughs> That's a heavy book, or wow, or I just heard a lot of things. And so I get that, you know, um, this podcast can sometimes feel very heavy it can be triggering. Listen, you know, when I was in graduate school, I was trained on, you know, you're never not going to be able to trigger someone. It's just not possible. So because of that, then if this material or content becomes too hard, you know, stop listening, like literally just stop. Um, As a matter of fact, we're going to plan ahead of time that if this gets too heavy, that you're going to take a walk outside, you're going to do something that's distracting, maybe play some music, do something that's totally opposite from what we're doing right now. And so maybe you want to listen with a friend or somebody else. I don't know. But whatever it, you need to do to keep yourself safe while we're talking on this podcast, that's what I encourage you to do. So that's the first thing, safety, okay? Um, so what is this podcast is? What this podcast is, it's giving you a chance um, as Reagan said, creating safe space to talk about important topic, topics and subtopics. topics I still talk about my words with, um, with um, my, my throat. Um, anyway. And so that's what we strive to do. It's not a place where we point fingers at anyone. That's not what it's about because then that's not that's not healing, right? That's actually just recycling, you know, like toxic things. But what we do is we step back and we look at things, we talk about things, and we ask questions. And from there, we become curious and really become investigators. And so then we can provide ourselves options to change. So that's what this podcast is and what it's not. And so what else I want to cover? Yes, you know, when I do this podcast, sometimes people write in, they ask questions, and, you know, um, what can I do with this, or where can I go with that? Same things, but you know, possible here. Um, you can, ch- you know, chat in or, you know, email uh, if you want to follow up. That opportunity is there too, because, again, you can't open things up and not provide space for you to continue to work through things. So, you know, here of the heart, um, we're here, New Beginning Hill Institute, so we're here. So with that said, we're going to pause again, we're going to play a little more music real quick, and then we're going to come back and then I want to really just jump right into this podcast. So here we go. What am I going to play next? I don't know. You know what? I found this funky song. My daughter says, Mom, that's so corny. She said, you should not play that. But because I am crazy, I'm going to play it anyway. How about that? Here we go. She's, she's, Kyra is 17. I often talk about her on here. And um, she says, Mom, please don't do that. She's listening right now, I'm sure. And I'm going to do it. <laughs> So this is for the young people. She says, Mom, they're not gonna like it. <laughs> I can do it anyway. This is a contemporary artist. Um, I wouldn't quite say, I mean, I don't know what to call him, but I like it, I like his lyrics. This is you know the topic tonight, Caribbean culture. I think this fits right in. So listen to the song, it's really cool. She's probably dying right now. This is mom. You should not play that. (laughs) So ladies, while I play this, uh, you know, crazy song, as my daughter would say, I'm going to kind of, you know, as we come back in, we're going to just jump right in. So, you know, I know you're ready and we're going to have fun.
2: Yes.
3: Yes. (laughs) I'm super
0: excited. I can tell. I just wish I can see your faces. Oh my gosh
3: i'm equally nervous I'm like, <laughs> you're both nervous and you
0: know what's gonna be interesting when you play this podcast back
3: <laughs> oh my, i thought of it already <laughs>
0: <laughs> when i when i listen to the podcast back i'm like did i really say that oh my gosh i was really fired up oh my did i really go that deep yeah i mean I go back and I listen to the podcast, I'm like, but, but you know, that was a good podcast. It was authentic and it was honest. Yeah, and that's what I strive for. So that's what we're gonna do. And you know what, I, I really shared this podcast with um, with the younger platform, uh, with their age group. It was really important. And um, so I know that it's gonna be downloaded and persons are gonna be listening to this. So we, we really want to connect with persons who um, are closer in age to both of you because this is important, so yeah. Yeah, I made sure to do that. It's a big deal. Can't wait to hear my daughter says, Mom, you really play that.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. So let's go. We're going to fade this out. All right. All right. So let's go. So here's the first question. You know, so... Let me just share a little bit about um, the topic. So Emerging Adult Caribbean Culture Mental Health. So I think it's only fair. Persons are asking, well, why Caribbean culture? So I think it's fair to start with. Maybe you guys want to share a little bit about your background. Like, you know, how do you connect with the Caribbean culture? What about you and your background is Caribbean? Do you care to start with that? Yes. Um, I guess I'll go
3: first. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So what comes to mind for me first? Um, well, I, I actually wrote down some words. Um, we had a chance to kind of uh, discuss what we were But um, when I came across this question, some words came to mind and that I would relate to my culture. So my both of my parents were born in Haiti. <clears throat> I was born here in so I'm first generation. My God, my voice is hearing me now. <coughs> It's okay. So um, yeah, some words that I would associate with my culture are effective, um, very family-oriented. Um, like, what's the word? YouTube, you show, um, if someone comes over, you're a good host, but that's just kind of like your demeanor with everything. You make sure that um, like if you do something, you do it well, and, and if you're doing something for someone, you, you do it in the best way. Like you, you cater to people, I guess that's what I would say. So that's what comes to mind when I think about Asian culture and, um, things that stick out to me and what I reference with my family. What about you, Regan? And, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry, I can't. You were fading out a little bit at the end. Um, sorry. But
3: should I repeat it?
0: Oh <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Please let her repeat the last part. I was yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate that too. And for our persons who are listening.
3: Okay. Was I whispering? Is that why I tend to do that when I'm nervous? Okay. Um. So I was saying that some words that like came to mind when I thought about the Haitian culture and how I relate to my culture are just the festivity of it. Um, the fam- the family, well, family a lot of family, lots of parties and um, the last thing I said was just how to cater the people. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was just my family, my culture. Like you know I don't know what to do, to do. but I would say because I've seen like um, the elders in my family act that way or treat other people that way. And I, the word that comes to mind is hater. Favor. Like, 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 yeah, like when I, at least for myself, if I'm being with someone, I, I like, do it in the best way. I can then in the
0: Okay, thank you for that. Good.
2: And I kind of, I can understand where you're coming from when you say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of, maybe like a nurturing, and they give like a nurturing sense, like a nurturing energy. Yeah. (laughs) But um, for me, so my, only my mom's, my mom's side is Caribbean. Um, And her family, they're Cuban, Haitian, and Bahamian. And her, so when it comes to, I guess, the influence that Caribbean culture has had on me growing up, I did grow up in Miami for, well in South Florida for part of my life and, but not for my entire life. And I think that played a part as to how much I was exposed to because all of my mom's family lives in Miami and you're only really, you only really get a chance to experience that when you're you know there firsthand with everybody. So being that my dad was playing football and I was moving around a lot I definitely, I I grew up always far away from my grandparents kind of, until we we moved down there, but we didn't stay for long. So I feel like my mom kind of had more of a, a more Caribbean influence in her upbringing opposed to me just because I was separated. But I think it had an impact on me in a sense that my mom kind of rubbed like, that's the way that she raised me from what she had known growing up. So I think it presented itself in terms of one, I always know, like when it comes to Caribbean culture, I think music, I think family, I think large gatherings, I think always dancing. Everybody's always having a good time. Like when I was living in Miami with my family, that's the one thing I miss is because it's always a sense of like community. And um, I'm, a, I'm a, like music and art and dance, they're really important to me as somebody who did sports growing up you know (laughs) and just that's one it's one of the ways I can express myself and it's through whether that's through dance or physical activity or listening to music or playing an instrument like those things are all important to me so and I think that comes through in in Caribbean culture but I also think it has the the opposite side as to where mental health and uh, your emotions and speaking up for yourself as a child those are things that aren't really talked about and accepted so it's also something that i think i experienced growing up was just a lack of flow and conversation about emotionally moving topics and being able to feel like i could say certain things um that took some time for me to feel comfortable in that area but I think that's just there's there's two sides to everything, so it's about it kind of it kind of balances it out i guess <laughs> but yeah that's a little bit of i don't know if that necessarily answered the question
0: so I think it did, we're having we're having a flowing conversation as you said now that's great you know mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome so it seems like you both have some similarities um in your experience um, with um you know having you know a background with you know Caribbean parents and families so you have some similarities there so you know, I was just curious then, so with the topic then, uh, what are some driving factors or maybe one more you to actually, you know, actually come on this podcast? I mean, wh- why, why do you care about this topic?
2: Well, I can say that uh, since being, since getting into college, I think I've started to think about things a little differently, partly because the topics were introduced to me, like through me having to write it for a paper for class or something or whatever the case may be, but My first year in college, I did a paper on intergenerational communication. And ever since I did that paper, I've kind of said that moving forward, that's something I want to talk about and bring awareness to and because it directly ties with emotional intelligence. And when you're in most most black families or Caribbean families, they don't really talk about mental health and that results in a lack of intergenerational communication Mm -hmm. and so coming on this podcast was a way for me to i guess bridge that gap and Mm -hmm. it's a way to bring awareness to certain things that i feel like maybe should be talked about more and i can share my experiences with them okay
3: I like that
2: you
3: said that, that this is a way to bridge the
0: intergenerational, um, uh, the lack of intergenerational
3: emotional discussion. Is that Uh funny? Yeah, like, yeah, intergenerational communication. that. Oh my goodness. Intergenerational communication. Yeah, that. like the reason I'm a teacher it's not like the knowing of everything it's like the exploration of it all and like discovery so I don't know I'm not gonna be the most oh well, I know
1: okay. you're,
3: doing fine. you're doing fine I
0: think we're having we're having a flow here let's keep it going it's all right Oh my
3: um but yes I love what you said that will stick with me um but similar wait were you done
2: Um, I love it. No, "No, yeah, I was just saying, like, it's just the way I like that, like, this is a space where we can talk about, like, for example, I wouldn't say, like, my family and I, we're really good. I think we've grown when it comes to talking about our feelings. But we weren't always that way. But there are also families that, you know, maybe don't communicate as efficiently as we do, or they do it better than we do. So I think it's just about sharing your story and seeing Uh how like, you know, it can, it might not be the same as everybody else, but this was my experience with it. And it shows you like the range and the depth of like the variety of everything. And I think it's so good to just, you know, get everybody's perspective on it and, you know, all that.
0: you know what, you talked about that paper, that intergenerational paper that you wrote about, and there's some, you know, there's some information or like, uh, you know, cutting edge research uh, that you found out. What did you, what was important to you? What what did you learn from that paper? Can you share some of that? You know, you said you want to bring some of that to the podcast. So yeah, I'm interested. What did you, what did you
2: share about that? Yeah. So basically I was just researching and writing about how intergenerational communication is linked to emotional intelligence. Uh-huh. And I in in my research, I basically I always kind of like you know, astrology is <laughs> not to bring astrology into this, but That's okay. It, it kind of it made sense in my brain when I was reading it because when I like when it comes to astrology, there are certain placements and like certain things about people's charts that are broken up by generations. So it mm-hmm. made it really easy for me to kind of um, digest the information. But baby boomers were born in a time that was really, sorry, this is one of the main points before I go too deep into it. This is one of the main points that I found. <laughs> baby boomers are, they were born in a time in, in America where it was, you couldn't really, you couldn't talk about anything mental health wise. Baby boomers are around the 50s, 60s era. And they were in a time that where it was work, work, work. And that trickled down, that mentality, because you know they're in the era of the civil rights movement was coming up and people were fighting for their rights, but also just fighting to be, to provide like put food on the table. So there were a lot of different things going on in the world coming off of the World War II and all those things. So millennials, most baby boomers had children who were millennials and millennials, developed that same mentality in the sense that a lot of millennials that I've talked to, the older millennials, at least, they were like, you know, I, I knew I needed to provide for my family because I had it a little tough growing up, or I, my mom and my dad worked a nine to five, and that's what they were used to. And these values kind of just trickle down and down. And so if you don't have this communication, you're not really going to understand what was learned, and you won't be able to talk about how maybe things are different and how they've changed or how they're still the same. And so for us as Generation Z, you know, a lot of us have parents who are millennials because just of how the thing, how timelines played out, that same ideology is affecting us. And I always say it's not a coincidence that a lot of Gen Zers have anxiety and are struggling with all these things. We were already born in a world that was post 9-11. So we were dealing with that effect on our country. And then we are growing up in a time with mass shootings and just all these different types of technological uh, issues that are affecting us. So intergenerational communication is kind of more important now than ever because the lack of communication just can cause a person's mental health to decrease. And when a group of people is already experiencing those traits a lot earlier and more consistently i think it expresses the need to have these tough conversations with families and parents and grandparents and things like that Well, that was basically what i'm sorry no no no, that was great And
0: and then when you add the caribbean part to it you know from having this stoic background wherein you're they don't talk either so what 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 kind of outcomes can we expect or what kind of outcomes have both of you experienced possibly and i'm gonna in front of there too and then with you reagan with your you know your dad playing nfl moving around wow wow hmm.
2: yeah i would say coming from bringing like i guess the caribbean uh, upbringing into that there are certain things that my like for example i say my mom just because that's that's her upbringing i'll speak on my dad but Like, my mom's values are Caribbean-rooted because her dad was Haitian. Her dad was the first of his siblings born in the States, but his older siblings were all born in Haiti, and his younger siblings were born in Miami, so he was kind of like the bridge, but he didn't really grow up with all his siblings, so he had a different outlook on the world. But, you know, my grandma, his mom still had a a voice in raising my mom as well as my mom's mom who's her family's Bahamian. so it's they kind of all shaped her mindset so i guess some things that i remember were just like had to be growing up i was always thinking i had to be a doctor or a lawyer or something in that realm because that's what my parents would tell me that's where the money's at that's where you gotta go to provide <laughs> <laughs> right right And I know that's common amongst, like, that's not just a Caribbean thing for doctors and lawyers. I know it's, like, it's heavy in other Asian families and just from people I've talked to and they share their experiences with their families and what they expect for them to to do in life. But um, that is something that is highly prevalent in the Caribbean community. Just going to college and getting a good education, providing for your family, finding a husband, all these things. And it's just, like, a structured life that I think they expect you to have. And it's not until, you know, your children go into the world and times change and where you can express that, you know, maybe I don't want to follow this direct linear path and I want to go try different things. And I think that's where my dad kind of comes into the mix because my dad didn't have a traditional like trajectory. My dad played football. He didn't go. He didn't even finish college before he went to the NFL. So he didn't go the whole doctor lawyer route. And he followed (laughs) it. <laughs> he followed his his creative passions. And so I think that's where my parents do kind of balance each other out because my mom, you know, she's a pharmaceutical sales rep. So it's not a typical, you know, nine to five, but it is still in that corporate world. And then my dad had the professional athlete. So but that still came with its its setbacks because moving around a lot as a child, you're forced to adapt, you're forced to get to know new people. So I thought I considered myself a social person. Because you know, I was constantly having to make new friends. But when I got to college, I realized that, like, I'm not in the sense that I really appreciate being stable. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good so, stuff yes, yeah. I don't want to keep talking without letting Cassie share,
3: so no, I'll. I, was <laughs> I appreciate that,
1: but
0: I'm I'm going to segue here. So basically, what what I hear you saying is that okay, so the Caribbean um, background, you know, being stoic, you know, having their own, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, dysfunctional ways of communicating, um, having, you know, their. Um, hard and fast um, rules or ways about, you know, what we should be. And again, it sounds like you're you're saying they're basing that on economy because they want their kids to have a good life, but they're not really having conversations. So their intentions are generally in the right place. Um, But the way how they go about that really, you know, affects, you know, uh, millennials or Gen Z's, you know, mental health. And and then intergenerationally, that just seems to just be carried forward. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes. And really quick, I just feel like because Caribbean families have a hard time of not like victimizing things, like situations and like themselves in a sense. So we're like, from, I always would hear the phrase, like we didn't have it that easy growing up. Like we have way easier than we have it. Like- I'm guilty,
0: I'm guilty, <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm so guilty.
2: You know, and that might be true, but We have it hard in our own ways. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, so it's not about comparing our struggles. It's about maybe emphasizing with each other's struggles and recognizing we might feel similarly from different, in different ways, like from different sources, but it might make us feel a similar way. So we should be able to relate to that instead of trying to compete.
3: I guess that um, that does strike a chord with me Mm -hmm. because... I saw firsthand. um, I guess just the hard work that, like, my parents did, Mm -hmm. just for like the necessities. You know, working Mm -hmm. often, Um, and I guess how that ties into mental health is just. I, I mean, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Thank you, because of knowing that and knowing how hard they have to work and knowing that um like we were provided for, it um, it was kind of like this constant battle in your head, like if
1: mm. things weren't healthy
3: or safe, mm. you didn't feel that way, that you should be okay because you have a roof over your head, you have food, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you see, This is so.
3: And you're also seeing, um, I mean, as you get older, like, there are words that you can put to, um, I guess, how your parents are, um, certain mental health issues or, like, disorders or things that they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. Names to them. But Mm -hmm. as you're growing up, you're just. That was a constant battle, I'll say that. Being um, mm-hmm. in the Caribbean household, knowing how hard they're working, mm-hmm. um, but knowing that the environment's still not like, not healthy. <laughs> but you're not allowed or able to say that or feel okay with, with saying that because, I mean, you have what you need, right? <laughs> So,
0: right. Oh, wow. That's profound. And,
3: and as a child, it's like, you know that and you feel like the stress of that. Like, you know that they're working very hard. I, yeah, I don't want to repeat myself, but i just-
0: No, repeat it. Somebody might want me to hear that. Repeat it.
3: Yeah. That's just a major thing. Because as a kid, like you, you, um, you feel everything. You do. Yeah, I'll say that. And you mm-hmm. see everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just say that. <laughs> That's
0: cool. Now, you know what? See, see right here, it goes to show you that no two persons are alike, okay? Uh, because you're both, you know, have a Caribbean background and um, influences, but it's influencing, you know, it has shaped your mental health in, in different ways. And uh, you can hear that coming across you can hear that you can hear the um the, the diversity in that um and it's important to be able to say that and it's important that you know like listeners hear it um other teens and you know emerging adult like I like that word emerging because you're emerging right uh, and what are you emerging from you're emerging from a lot of stuff that you just said can you imagine <laughs> you're emerging from a, a lot of things that you just said and with this emerging right you know how does that so that takes me to my next question so we're going to pause here for a little bit we to play some music right and we're going to like just recollect a little bit maybe it's a good time to get some water or tea Reagan and Cassie you guys are doing an amazing job I mean Thank tremendous you. tremendous tremendous um People are still joining on um, the, the the podcast. If, if you look, well, don't. I told you not to look. Uh, <laughs> I told you not to look. I'm saying, oh yeah, look. But I'm going to play some. This, this is a a song by John Yardy. It's called um, it's called uh, Friends and Family. It's again, I think he's from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm going to play that so you guys can take a little bit of water break or um, uh, tea, whatever you want. So here we go. Three minutes. back we're back did you get something to drink both of you i hope so what did you do i hope you did I
2: got yes <laughs> I <got some> tea. <laughs>
0: okay good i know I'm, I'm sipping on some down here too it's good i have uh what am i having i'm having lemon lemon ginger plus probiotics you don't have to put the health stuff in there i better right i want to keep my other uh, hour going good right <laughs> i need to keep it well oh my gosh mm i'm having a lot of fun with both of you i'm telling you you know what i can't wait to play this podcast back like, i'm serious like wow oh my gosh i'm excited for you, but i'm also like oh i don't
3: know if i'll feel cringe or i'll be happy <laughs>
0: You'll you, you'll probably be a little bit of both because that happens to me too it's okay it's the human experience right yes. but we're having fun and that's great and you know <clears throat> You know, we left off at a, at a a great, I don't know, segue there, Get, you know, a great transition point because I think now's a good time to talk about, you know, how how have you taken your mental health into your own hands? Because you know what, you're emerging adults, right? Um, we talked about a lot about influences and shapings, right? So uh one of the questions um I'd like to ask what it's actually layered. Um you know, how has the way you've cared about your mental health changed across your lifespan? so far and you know middle to high school to now you know how in what ways you know have that really changed in terms of how you care your for your mental health back then in your family versus now like where are we how would you answer that how, i mean in other words where's now with you what are you doing about it
2: or what have you done cassie would you like me to start
0: no cassie why don't you start this time cassie huh? Okay. Um, so i'll say i
3: guess I can start with, because when I'm younger, I wouldn't say that I thought about my mental health and I'm not, I wonder if other, I guess, teens or younger kids have that language. Maybe oh, wow. now I mm-hmm. feel, and that's like part of what I want to do as a teacher, especially all that I've learned in my sessions with you. If I I want to work on a curriculum for like self-love. like think. And yes. Like that. So, when you say, like, how has my um, care for my mental health changed, like, as a a young kid or a teen, that, I mean, I wouldn't say that existed, because in school, I don't think you're given, like, tools or language. I'm sure, of course, there's a school counselor and things like that, but it's not.
0: <laughs> not sufficient. <laughs>
3: I mean, even within the curriculum, though, like you're not taught about yourself or um,
1: mm-hmm. emotional
3: uh-huh. like nothing related to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely didn't think about it then. And my teens um, and early um, 20s were tumultuous. And it's my early 20s that I, <laughs> I came to realize like how um, just detrimental it was, like being in an unhealthy environment in my home. Um, And I I guess I'll say like a pivotal moment. And that was when um, I finally decided to move out. Um, I'd been planning for a while. But it, it kind of happened unexpectedly. But when it did, it was pretty like quickly how things panned out. And it worked out amazingly. But Um, when I moved out, I moved in somewhere where I felt very safe and it was with my best friend. We moved in together. Um, I consider her a sister, but early on, uh, I'm in this wonderful place, our own apartment and I found myself like extremely anxious.
0: Like Reagan was talking about that anxiety, right? Yeah.
3: And not... (laughs) not feeling still, like not feeling safe Mm
1: -hmm.
3: in this nice apartment with someone who I, that's my sister, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And nothing, it's not even like anything necessarily happened, but I would just find myself like literally crying and overwhelmed at like, Um, I guess, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. things um, presenting themselves as um, them, like it should be okay. Like I'm in a a nice place, a safe place with someone who's, you know, but Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm feeling inside. So, and before I moved out, it it was already a conversation of um, like looking for a therapist, and I, I will say like I obviously um, like therapy and mental health is being talked about more and more. So I'll say like in my early twenties that that language and stuff I I've heard of it. You know, I guess between TV, I guess I would say through media and TV.
0: Okay, okay.
3: So it it's not foreign like it's new, but it it was ta- it was talked about more and more and um, friends. Like actually, yeah, friends. We'll say friends. Mm -hmm. Um, They referred me to who they used, and they were referred by a friend. Okay. um, For for therapy, so that's how I finally like, um, like you know, honed in and found a the therapist. And I was trying from when I still lived at home, but when I moved out, it's when it was just like necessary and Mm -hmm. came together. So. Like, now that I'm older, like, and I, I guess I'm in, it's been a few years now that I've been doing or having therapy. Um, I'll say, like, how it's transformed is, like, even if financially it, it seems, like, unattainable in in the moment, I make it a priority because, um, like anything else, like, you know, it's, it's your health, and I realize the importance. So no matter what's going on, I make sure that I can, like,
0: commit to this. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, you know, <clears throat> in your early 20s, you heard about mental health, but in schools, you're like, there is no language. There's nothing for it. Yeah. Nothing, right? And that's interesting. So, you know, just think about the research that Reagan was talking about. And then you, you gave, you know, additional, you know, um, lived experiences to go with that. And just think about how many other teens or, you know, adolescents um, have experienced and are currently experiencing that when there's no really there's no meat or potatoes to this in schools and in the homes then um, there's this misstep um, with with the with this of the population then that really does not have a buffer so to speak uh, and you're saying hey that stuff is pretty um, it's pretty impactful basically mm. even when you moved out you're saying it, it follows you if you don't take care of it is that and, and somewhat that's what you're saying wow Okay, got it. Uh, Reagan, how about you?
2: Yes, really quick before I get into my um my mental health journey, something that Cassie said about like you know how we like don't learn about these things in school and things like that. Um, it made me kind of like the sentence formed in my brain, and it's like our education system doesn't analyze American history. It just teaches it to us. Wow. And, like we need the analyzation of it. (laughs) Like as kids, we don't need to just know like, this is what we did. We need to know like why it was impactful and like why it matters and like what you're supposed to do with this information. And I feel like they just tell us as students, go do your own research, but that's hard as 14, 15, 16 year olds to go, who they're telling you to go read this extensive in-depth article and wow. like, make sense about your own. No, like We need teachers to analyze it for us. And I guess part of that comes with sharing your own personal experiences in the world. And maybe that's why they don't do it because everybody's mm-hmm. experiences are different. And maybe that would be a little bit biased in the way that teachers are analyzing information. But I do think we need a more, I guess, analytical approach to school sometimes instead of just telling us, oh yeah, this is what we did and this is where we are now. Um, mm-hmm. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: but explaining my mental health journey I was very similar to Cassie in a sense I don't really think like I feel like I've always known about my emotions but I never knew how to handle them and I was just kind of told to suck it up I think the first time I experienced like anxiety and knowing that I felt off was when I was doing gymnastics that was my first sport growing up
0: oh wow okay
2: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm I would notice like, you know, I would get super, starting the the night before, I would get a weird feeling in my stomach and I wouldn't want to eat dinner nor breakfast the next morning. And I wouldn't be able to eat until I finished my competition. And, you know, I just took it as, I'm just really nervous, I'm just really anxious. But that same feeling transpired into other areas of my life. And because, you know, I just dealt with it in sports, I just dealt with it in other areas of my life. So I didn't really think about it, my mental health at all. Like with school, I would never, I would always put school first, no matter how it was making me feel. I wouldn't really like to have certain conversations because my anxiety would get the best of me. So ultimately it prevented me from having the difficult conversations that I needed to have as a child growing up. Um, Whether that be because I didn't feel like I could talk about it because of my anxiety and just being nervous and just never having had had to do that before, or it was because I didn't feel comfortable in my environment. But when I got to college, after going through just a lot of changes, I was, you know, I went from being a student athlete to not being a student athlete, to just being a student. My parents were going through a divorce. I went through a really hard breakup for myself and just losing people and losing connections. That's what made me realize I wanted to go get into therapy even though i was really resistant to it in the beginning because i didn't i don't really like accepting help or asking for help and i think i can do everything on my own
1: (laughs) that's a big one
2: (laughs) (laughs) because it's fulfilling like you know i do like to know i've accomplished something but i also had to recognize when i might need help touring through things and i also realized just like part of one thing that I feel like I didn't shed light on enough about my Caribbean upbringing is just And I said it earlier about community and family, but I really need that. And that's something I really miss, like just having my family and just, and it, it didn't even have to be anything. It could just be a normal Saturday. It doesn't have to be an event or anything, but we would just always be together. And I miss that camaraderie when I got to college, just with my family, with my friends, I was always a part of a team for some sport or something. So, I realized I needed to talk to somebody about how all this was making me feel and how to be okay with being alone and opening myself back up again because I feel like COVID kind of put me in a box a little bit. So just all those things combined. But I feel like I only really started caring about my mental health within the last three years of me being in college. Wow. And, yeah.
3: (laughs) And... I guess I am curious then, um, because we're, well, did you share your age? Do you mind? Wait, what'd you say? I said, did you share your age? Do you mind sharing your age?
2: Oh, yeah. I, you know, when I introduced myself, I totally forgot about that, and I just, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, I love it, I love it. I'm 20. <laughs> I'm no, I love I know, I forget, like, I just, Since being in college and just all these things, I'm realizing, like, I forget, like, I have to learn how to properly introduce myself and just the things that you have to
1: You did
0: great. Right, you did great. That's the only thing that, you know, you didn't say, but that's okay. We can ask, Hey, we can still, Hey, whatever we don't know, we can ask, and you're allowed to say or not say, right? There you go. That's cool.
2: But I am 20. I started school, and honestly, this is, I'm glad that you asked, because it is something that's Mm -hmm. shaped me. I started school a year early uh, in New Jersey. I started kindergarten at four instead of five. So I've always been a year younger than everybody in my grade. And it didn't matter to me until I got to like middle school, high school, college, where people started talking about it and would make it a point or make it known. And for me, that was a little difficult because there are just things that you can't experience until you're a certain age. And when everybody around you is at that age and you're not, it's a little frustrating. You know, I was was last when it came to, you know, getting my license and then, you know, turning 21, turning 18, just all these things I was always last to do. And it made me feel a little bit left out. And my parents were saying, like, you know, of course, I definitely I wouldn't change anything because this shaped me and I resonate with the people that I'm around now. But in retrospect, they were like, maybe we wouldn't have done that because you're kind of like in two different spots. Like even though a year is not that drastic, it can be in certain situations. Correct, but yes,
0: that is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And so it did bring some challenges, but I think it, you know, I'm grateful for it. I, I appreciate it. And I kind of see it as I got a head start to life a little bit, but it also has its other side to it where, you know, I'm graduating college when I'm 20. Now I haven't even, I won't even be 21 when I graduate college. Which is an accomplishment, but it's also, you know, I'm going out into the world a lot younger and I'm not as experienced in certain things, um, which is okay, but, you know, it just has its pros and its cons, but Absolutely. I'm grateful for it all.
0: And you know what, speaking about grateful, and this is a good time because we're almost finished, but, you know, so you've been working through your impacts, both of you have, and I was just wondering then, you know, maybe one or two things or three things, you know, three bullet points, you know, what have you learned and what would you want others listening to know? Right. You know, what have you learned from working through these mental health impacts, you know, sharing so eloquently and passionately about your own experiences and not just personal, but um, just environmentally, you know, um, how have you. So having worked through these rather, you know, what have you learned, you know, about yourself or what just, you know, and, you know, what would you want others listening to know? But notice how I asked you, what have you learned about yourself first? Because that's really important. Um, it takes a lot of courage to come onto this podcast and talk to others about this, and staying true to you, both of you, your passions about wanting to make a difference and want to change that. Um, I really commend you for doing that. So that's my last question. <clears throat> um, what I learned about
1: myself.
3: Hmm. Um, is something that is there something that comes to mind for you, Reagan? Off the top of your head. Anna. Um. Yes. Anna. If you want me, are you still thinking? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love this.
2: <it. laughs> so one thing that I've learned about myself, or I guess I would say learned, but also embraced, okay, um, my quirkiness and like my weirdness. And I think people think like weird has a negative connotation, but I kind of see it. I don't think it has any connotation. I just think it's it's, it's just what it is and how it relates. And, to uh,
0: I love it. All oh, my daughters listening to this podcast. This is awesome. Yes. <laughs> but,
2: like I'm, I'm, I'm quote unquote weird and like quote unquote nerdy. And I, as an athlete, they they kind of make you think like you have to be like a studious or an athlete, but you can't be both. And that was something I struggled with. Despite having, I feel like friends in both sides because I related to both. It kind of helped. I struggled with like understanding myself at times and. Embracing who I am, and since being in college, I've started to embrace my quirkiness and, like, I you know if I do something that might be weird to somebody, that's okay because I like it or like it's it's it makes me feel like I'm being authentic and true to myself. Um, and I yeah. love. Can I can I just clap here? I like
0: that. Applause. Woohoo! I love
2: that. Yes, <laughs>
1: I
0: love that.
2: Like I, just mm-hmm. just to give an example, like I just. I research a lot of like weird things, or like I I just do, I like to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'll go down like, I do too, behold, you like, know?
3: What? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always tell my friends, I like, I'm very much about resources, like as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not that grand, it's very simple. And well, I'm the same way as you. I like to know. I just like to know the ins and outs. Right. And honestly, I use YouTube for a lot of, like, I love day it. To day, <laughs> no, like day-to-day, like, research. Or, um, uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. that is, like, a, a jump off Main like, a jump-off point, especially with, like, vlogging and stuff. Like, anything could be, like, negative, but I use it to, like, say just someone's day-in-the-life vlog. Like, you can learn like, how they go about their day or where they, right. things you can do, or just, I feel like it's introspective. It's just all what you... I agree.
2: I have, I, YouTube is my best friend as well. Like, I'm always on YouTube, when it comes to anything, if I need to know, I watch YouTube video. Yeah. Or I just go on that deep dive, like, it recommends another video, I'm like, oh. So, like, I I like literally know about every single dog breed. I watched this <laughs> show called, like, Dog 101. Ah! It, was, it was in depth, like twenty minutes about each dog breed, and they would have like three seasons. And then I watched all of it. So oh <laughs> this, this is an example.
0: I love embrace the quirky. Okay, I
2: love yeah. it. Here we go. Woohoo! <laughs> I like that.
0: I, I love this. I love 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 what you're talking about. How you're embracing um, in spite of all these other, you know, negative, you know. Uh, overtones or you know difficulties um uh, whether it's from you know your your background whether you know it's cultural or um or you know um occupational i mean just different things that we've talked about tonight you're embracing yourself as you've learned that you can embrace yourself yes you can that's important that's important um and you know what and I, i'll ask you one more question um reagan then i'll ask cassie the same so our listeners because they're listening um I'm thinking some parents are on too. Uh, what would you want them to know? What do you want to say? Especially uh, they're younger teens, you know, younger ones coming up under like under your guys' age group, or even you know. So what what would you say? Maybe teachers are listening because people do download this podcast. So let let's just like let's just land it. You know, what do you want to say, Cassie? You're a teacher,
3: okay? Uh, I go. Know. <laughs> Wait, is it near Cassie? Go go ahead, Cassie. Well, okay. I guess let me start with the first question. You said, what did I learn about or what have I learned about myself? Yeah,
0: as you're taking care of your mental health, what have you learned, right?
3: interesting because I feel like I don't have any, nothing solid like pops up in my mind as to like, oh, I've like worked through this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I guess I'll say this like with, trauma or um mental health, like it can go one of two ways and it can I guess cause someone to be like boisterous or negative or mean to others. Mm-hmm. But it can also have or it can affect you in the sense that it like makes you um like less of yourself. Like you feel like you have to be less of yourself or you don't consider uh like you, you don't stand on your own feelings. You're constantly Battling and considering
1: um,
3: others, their thoughts, their feelings, because you were like in a chaotic environment, or at least I was. Mm-hmm. So, um, cool stuff. That's, like, yes, that's like a major thing that sticks out to me, I guess, that I'm still working through. Just the fact that the way that this is all influenced me has like, um, I'm still working on being like certain of myself and
0: absolutely
3: that being the only voice you know cassie when you
2: said that i, like I, love I right before you said that i was gonna like that same idea popped into my head that's so i think it's really funny that you said that because <laughs> one thing i would i wanted to say for them that i feel like i need like i've learned too is to trust myself
1: mm-hmm. because
2: like when you don't and like getting to know yourself because when you get to know yeah. yourself you can learn to trust yourself and then you know what type of situation yeah. you can put yourself in and what you can't and how to just like maneuver, and you just can really set yourself up for success when you learn what's comfortable to you, what triggers you, yeah, and just all the ins and outs. Um, wow,
3: trusting it, yeah. Um, and then I'll s- so wait the second question. My brain works in boxes. <laughs> it's okay.
0: I just think <laughs> you guys are out of applause again because that was deep. So yeah, the last that <laughs> part- <laughs> was deep. No, the last part was. Uh, what, what do you want parents to hear? Or maybe educators like yourself that are listening, like, you know, what, what would you say? What would you say to them? What do you want them to know?
3: Um, well, like for students and kids and just even young adults, um, I guess I'll just tell them like, I feel like other generations always have <laughs> something to say <laughs> about <laughs> <great> <laughs> like younger generations. Or oh, generations. yes. And there are a lot of, um I guess, things that you can point out that are, like, negative in our generation. Um, this just comes to mind. Maybe you'll say music and maybe how de- depressing or negative it sounds. Like, I know there's a lot of, like, younger artists. I guess I'll say early 20s, not even, like, my age, 20. But um like the music is like very depressing and I don't know maybe you would point out and say negative but that I feel like that's a reflection of of um like the relationship between our generations and like Uh what Reagan was saying it's like there's something to learn from that so what I'll say for our younger generation is that at least like it counts for a lot that you're expressive
2: Mm-hmm. in your
3: feelings because i think we're learning that prior generations weren't able to or weren't as expressive they mm-hmm. didn't even know how to be because they didn't know themselves they weren't taught you know that's an, the whole idea of self is like a new concept <laughs> mm-hmm. or is it it's acknowledged differently so for our generation i'll just say that it it matters that you have all of these feelings either whether they're good or bad it matters and um to just find a positive way to work with them Mm. and and express them Mm -hmm. because i mean ignoring them clearly wasn't serving us you know it wasn't serving our parents or Mm -hmm. i'll say that i do i i love our generation for that i think we're very smart in that way like we we're very expressive i'll use that word so, just be smart and find a way to channel it, because we're super powerful. I know that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Appreciate that. I'm listening too, because I'm a mom with um, you know younger ones, with teens, so I love it. I can learn. Mm.
3: And adult, I mean, to teachers or you said, what would we say? To, I guess to yep. parents or to, to, to parents.
0: Yeah, what do you want? What What do you want them to know?
3: Um, it's interesting now I'm thinking like, is it, was it my parents, was it the culture, was it the abusive household, was it the generation, like is this generation of parents different than my parents?
0: That's (laughs) a great question. That's a great question.
3: I'm sure they have, like I said, the more language and more like reference through media and just everything, as far as mental health goes, than like previous. So I wonder what I would tell them. I guess
0: just listen. Listen and Just
3: listen, huh? Okay.
0: So if they're gonna listen, they're, they're gonna need to allow them to express, huh? Yes. Right, you see how that goes back, right? If, if, if they're gonna That's listen. Too excited say it again. It's
2: two-sided.
0: It is, right? Notice that. Very good.
3: Which in our culture, Caribbean culture, I'll speak to that. Like it's very one-sided. I think
0: think we landed. I think we landed this topic. Yes, we did. Amazing. It is one-sided. Correct. Wow. Reagan? Yeah. And
2: So for, I guess, those in my, I guess, my generation looking at others who are older than us, I would say my advice is I've had to learn to give people grace and I expect things to be done in return the way that I give them out. And that's just not realistic. And I also had to recognize that, and I guess I'm just speaking to like when people quote unquote disappoint me. Because I, I guess that's one thing I, I guess I'm always like growing up, I was really disappointed with uh-huh. things That's right. Of, mm-hmm. You know, expectations. Okay, I'm that way right
3: now, where it's carried through, like, I guess being younger, but I'm recognizing it now, like the disappointment.
1: Like,
3: mm-hmm. Why are you
1: disappointed?
0: So you see how the shaping, right? The shaping from this background, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shaping yeah. is powerful that you guys landed this topic. Keep going, Reagan. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just like not because people are only doing with what they know. And like also, because just giving an example, like my mom, like having me, she had me when she was 20, my dad was 21. And like I'm 20 right now, so I can't even imagine having a child right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny, awkward.
1: No, it (laughs) is.
0: yeah you're
2: my mom i told my mom like i silently praise you because i feel like you know my mom and i we do butt heads sometimes and i think we always i don't think i i told her like i don't think i praise you enough verbally and that also comes with the caribbean household we don't praise each other enough and like we we always are criticizing each other instead of like giving praise Mm -hmm. and i told her i was like i silently praise you a lot and i should tell you this more because Like I'm your you know, I would be having a child right now if I were in your shoes and I just you did a great job and like, yeah, there were mistakes made. But that's this is where grace comes into play by, Mm -hmm. you know, recognizing they were doing the best with what they knew. But it also goes in hand with the other way around and what I would tell those who are older than us, looking at younger generations, be open to hearing us out and not just saying, Oh, because I'm older I'm right and you're wrong. Wow. Hearing where we're coming from, because I had this talk with a, another friend just recently. Like, we're all growing and learning in this world together. There's not much. Like, there's a lot that separates me from my mom, but there's also so much life experience that we share. So, <laughs> it's only yeah, twenty years that I wasn't here, but you know, we're twenty years out now, and we've lived we've lived the same life with sharing this world. So we're learning the same things. So that doesn't mean that you can't learn from me just because you're older than me wow and that goes for teachers and 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 doctors and lawyers and everybody that's already established (laughs) that thinks that they can't you know still learn from those who are coming up underneath you because we're all learning together at the same time so
0: yeah amazing oh my gosh I don't know what to say. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm not a person that you know really don't have words. I have lots of words. I really. I'm very, very grateful. And I just have to give you both another round of applause. Thank
3: you. <laughs> yeah. Over here.
0: It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for um coming on to um Healing of the Heart podcast. Oh, and you know, Cass. I, I was going to put you on the spot. If you had to pick one of your favorite poems from the book. Did you ever, did you ever, uh, like think about what that was or what that is? Or is that... It was the one about the narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> to the narcissist? Oh, you like that one. Okay. All right, I appreciate it. Do you have the book with you? I, I do, I have the two
3: with me. I still have to give away
0: one of them. You want to share that? You want to read that one? Well, read the one to the narcissist, read that one and we'll close out with that with some music and then we'll part ways. <laughs>
3: The narcissist, such a waste of time taking up my mind, taking up so much space in my heart and head. Always want to take and not give. Is that the way you plan to live? Far be it from me, I have a choice. You see. Your, unrelent- re- your unrelenting desire is clear. You give off smoke to distract from the evidence that has always been there. What are you? Who are you? Two faces, underneath a dark, bottomless pit, a person empty and cold, pretending to be con- confident and certain, yet actually waiting to be freed. You have snared and spoiled many. Wow. Just one more, just one more, you tell yourself, only to remain in the same prison of selfishness, jealousy, and shame, yet you're unwilling to change and free yourself
0: thank you thank you so much for reading that i appreciate it so that's your favorite poem it's interesting quite a few persons actually some of that's their favorite one in the book too
3: so go
0: ahead more
3: time with it like i'm very sporadic with like things that i'm like this is art your book is art i love reading I love writing but i've read it once and i feel like i need it and I need to read it more times, and I know I know there's more than one that just stuck out to me. But I'm already looking at the unknown, and it's reminding me I love that one
0: too. Okay, I appreciate that, and um, thanks for sharing um, your favorite poem and and the other one that you're contemplating. Um, I appreciate the feedback and those who are listening to, and um, you know that again it's always efficacy for me. It's always you know you know given back to me as well, and we know what works and and you know what resonates with person's heart because that's what i'm going after is the heart you know changing the heart healing of the heart right you guys landed that again so thank Thank you so much (laughs) for coming on to this podcast um it's gonna be you know you can download the podcast and for those who are listening um who listen from you know because we are on every you know every other week thank you for listening to this podcast this evening and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna close out with this song and, I don't know, what song am I going to close out with? I think I'm going to close one, I'm Grateful. How about this one? Oh, I like it. Grateful. I can't sing anymore, guys. I hate that. But we're going to close out with this song. Tell me what you think.
1: Can you rock to that? I like this. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: all right guys listen have a great evening and have a great rest of the weekend right and i'll talk to you guys soon yes
2: thank you so much you're welcome
0: bye
1: Bye.